RPS powered by Set. Welcome once again to Line Noise. It's Ben Cardew and opposite me in a sort of leopard skin jumper. It's, a, la- it's a lady sweater, yes. <laughs> Hello, it's Bragberry here. Pow. Beautiful. Serve you. Beautiful. How are you? Good, good. I, well, I'll tell you why I feel good, because today is going to go absolute filthy. This is, <laughs> And it's still Monday, remember. If you're listening like live, it's Monday. Otherwise, it's any day, but yeah. Of course, if you're listening on, on Spotify or whatever, you, it could be any, any particular but day. But Picture it's a Monday, and we're going super hardcore, because we're going to talk about Gabber music. We are indeed. We're going to be asking, how hard is hard, how fast is fast, and what does hard mean Anyway, can I tell you why this this uh, subject intri- uh, was of interest to me? So I um, recently received a press list, a press release talking about Mark Akardibani. Are you mm-hmm. aware of him with his work? Not really. AKA the Mover, AKA well, he's got about thousand one different uh, pseudonyms, um, but he is like a really pioneer of hardcore techno mm-hmm. really 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 hardcore um, and he is going to be releasing a new compilation with 20 of his iconic tracks um, together with 13 remixes of his tracks by people uh, like Perk, Nina Kravitz, Solid Blake etc 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 and Mark Akadopane is really interesting um, type because as I said he's known as sort of birthing hardcore techno and for a long time, it was like the least fashionable thing you could ever, ever have. You know, people kind of hated it. And it's kind of like got a little bit more back into fashion um, these days. But before before we uh, talk more, uh, can we listen to one of his tunes? Yes, please. This Go is ahead. probably his best known tune for reasons of which I will explain. This is Mescalinum United with We Have Arrived. Thank <laughs> you. 
You're loving the energy. <laughs> energy has certainly got a, uh, a type of energy. That was Mark Acardi Pane uh, with, uh, well, un- uh, better known, in fact, known as this as Mescalinum United with We Have Arrived. And he claimed that that was the first ever uh, tune to feature distortion. Which I mean, it couldn't yeah. have been really like just. It's still up. slow BBMs, isn't it? Well, this is what we're going to get into yeah. because I remember like this was released back in 1990, um, and back then it sounded like. Well, industrial music was kind of big back then, right? Late 80s. Yeah, so, yeah. Sure, he has like some influences from the industrial scene, I guess. Well, Meister Schund and Noe Biden and all those and all those guys. Well, do you know what his main influence was? Yeah, hip hop. Oh come on! He used to try to make hip hop, and he and he was like. Ah, uh, yeah, but you know that's kind of I'm not from I'm not from Compton, so we're gonna make like some <laughs> so some gonna drill, <laughs> gonna drill it with some hammers. Well, he's from instead. Frankfurt. Yeah, he's from course. Frankfurt, you know. And he was like, Factories. we're gonna make some proper like German street music, and and that's German street music. that's what he came up with. That's that a was, great tag. That's a hell of a tune, wasn't it? Um, he's also known as uh, the Mover, Pell Driver, Marshall Masters, Resident E. Um, there's literally, I think, about 70 pseudonyms. DJ Bubby, Frank Dog. I mean, just loads and loads. And he's re- he's been very, very prolific. But possibly best known, at least until uh, among certain amounts of people, for uh, there's an Aphex Twin remix of that Mescalinum United mm. We Have Arrived. And Aphex Twin was a big fan of Arcadio Pani. And he said that uh, Mescalinum United's Reflections of 2017, which is the B-side to We Have Arrived, which we just heard, mm-hmm. uh, he said it was the best song ever. Maybe exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, it's a good tune. Should we, should we have a listen? Is yeah. it the best song ever? All right, we've, we've given you the first hardcore song, now we're going to give you the best song ever. Get we're ready. Going. All right, this is Mescalum United Reflections of 2017.
do you feel about this? I absolutely love that song. I, I listened to an interview with him over the weekend. He said basically it came out as as um, a mistake. Like he had a, a synth and he was playing around with it and it fell off the table and made some yeah, kind of weird he, noise. He had something on a key, right? Like pushing pushing one of the keys. And Did you enjoy that? Yeah, and I've, I've been tap tempoing it. It's so slow. It's like 133 BPMs only. Did that surprise you? Of course. Because like, in one thing is like, I mean, we talk about we were saying like how hard are we going to go how fast are we going to go you know uh, you know the faster the tempo the the more while you can feel the song is but there's another um, indicator for wildness which could be you know as you said distortion if you combine both you can really go really wild but you know if you don't have one of the two you can still feel it's so wild even if it's slow right you have like really distorted sounds or like crazy sounds going on even with slower tempos so that's yeah it felt slow to me but th- this is what quite alarms me you know this did sound so fast and now now what's happening and we're going to get into the, basically the fastest music in the world <laughs> later on i think we even talked about it before we're going to get get back into extra tone which we're all Ooh. big big fans of so but before we do um apex twin remixed uh, as i said mescaline united um let's have just a little bit of that uh, this was on 26 mixes for cash this is uh, we have arrived mm. apex in qqt mix could say please turn that down but we would say let's just please turn it up absolutely a little bit more our, our uh, sound technician was a little bit worried he said that sounds a bit distorted We're like yeah that's that's pretty <laughs> that's much the point what it's about yeah so have you heard much about the gabba revival pal uh you know um i've been into it as well so i've been yeah i've worked on the subject 
I think it's I I haven't read much about it, but I had this idea maybe a year ago, like to go into this because I think the subject it's it's of my interest because it has this. Um, there's something about Gabber and hardcore that really you know gets my mind. It's something about I know philosophy or some kind of enlightenment to it. I don't I don't feel it's much of a drill, but it could be something different. It could be something that could you know take you to some kind of like a um, you know transic uh, meditational state. Philosophy. Wow. Yeah, it could be. It's, it, it, I'm. I just no. That's all a lie because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a lie. But it's what I try to. You know, portrayed on my on 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 one of the 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 latest EPs I released, as Blackberry. We may get into it later on, don't you think? Maybe on the we'll we'll either get into Latino it later on side of it, or in part two. Because <laughs> yeah, maybe we, there's two. so much hardcore in this show, so many things. But you've you've made Gabber basically, or hardcore. Now, I mean, I tried to mix Gabber with uh, footwork, and, work. and some Latin music twist into it because I think there's this relation between. Um, which merengue, for instance, which is really crazy Latin music, which goes up to tempos as um, as fast as 150 BPMs. I think there was a you know some kind of relation in between merengue and you know any fast music that could be gabber, happy hardcore, or even you know footwork. There's all fast tempoed music. So you music. were doing this in 2018, right? Yeah, I tried to. And what was the reaction? I mean, we, I mean. It's a good. I mean, when, uh, I don't know, but if as a as a as a highlight, like you know, if you get this highlight and and you mix the, these different words like um, like merengue and gabber, you know, you get good, get some sort of attention to it. But I don't know if it's the genre is not going to continue with my with my kind of mixes. But still, gabber. I think you know, referring to what you suggest, I think gabber uh, draws many people's attention because it's such a you know a wild manifestation in, on music. It's you know any anytime you like hear this distorted sounds or like fast tempoed stuff, everyone like rise, raises an eyebrow and thing and goes like, oh, this is supposed to be really you know moving or wild or good so we should just should we just rush into dancing to this because it's supposed to be really wild so are we wild are we wild enough to for this see that's one of the reasons why i think like i'm uh the, the, there's been a revival of it you know because people are they've got everything they need this kind of energy yeah yeah you know like like they've kind of grown up with quite extreme music it's like right let's go even more extreme let's let's kind of have um hmm. some gabba basically and like, i you know gabba was the last thing i ever thought would be um would have this renaissance because you know it's such extreme kind of music it was never it's still sort of a pose don't you think i mean it's oh. good yeah i mean yeah let's gather uh, let's let's dance to this but then i mean if you you can just listen to this for a little bit but you know we're just talking here off mic how would you even stand like a whole nighter of gabber music we should be just really into some kind of like unknown type of hard rocks that I've never encountered encountered. Well pal, I went to a Gabba festival. <laughs> okay, there are, yeah. Um Several. and uh what where was that? It was in France. It was in Paris. When when when, when? Uh, 1998 last century. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, basically what happened we heard that there was a technoval happening and we thought hey we like techno. Techno, you know, thinking they were going to be playing like, you know, underground resistance or something like that. And um we got right out into the the countryside. It was like the last 
train station on the sort of rural Paris uh, trains and then you had to walk for like 10 kilometers and if, like you just got close and you heard it just like dun 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 there's dun, dun. A, like, oh my there's god there's always this sort of like kind of like struggling to 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 right to this uh, all these raves and pl- places where there's you know hardcore music is going on there's always this kind of like struggling to to get there and it's always so wild and there's no running water there's not none of anything that you would expect on a on a club yeah, I mean, I ended up at the drum and bass. I was going to say tent. There weren't any tent. I know there were some tents, but this wasn't a tent. The drum and bass sound system, because it was the the calmest thing I could find. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. I I went for one night, um, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. Like some people I know stayed for three nights, and like they 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 were altered. They yeah, never well, looked the same again. They they said it was the worst. Of course, they were all drinking like big cappuccino cups. Of course, <laughs> they were. Yes. <laughs> But do you know um, one one person who's been quite important for the the Mark Acardipane uh, or Gabba or hardcore revival, call it how you want, is mm-hmm. uh, DJ Nina Kravitz. Yeah, um, because she uh, included a Mark Acardipane track on her 2018 trip compilation. Don't mess with Cupid, because Cupid ain't stupid. Uh, shall we listen to that track yes. now? Yes, let's go. Beautiful. This, is, this is beautiful, yeah. The beautiful sound of a kick drum and very little else. That's nope. that's what I was referring to. Like it's close to, you know, meditation or Zen or it's. It, to me, it it makes me feel like closer to some kind of like you know, you know, upper mental state of some kind. Don't you think? Don't you think? Upper audience? or lower? <laughs> Possibly. No, Possibly. I. Yeah, but I'm kind of like trying to. Yeah, I think. You keep it, it positive. That's yeah, good. It raises me up to God levels. <laughs> So that was um, that was released uh, on Nina Kravitz's trip label. Well, I mean, on a compilation sheet in 2018, and uh, Nina Kravitz sent us a very uh, a voice note explaining her love for Mark Acardipane. Hi, this is Nina Kravitz. I'm in Paris right now, and I'm gonna answer some questions for you, Ben. So the question number one: Why do you love Mark Acardipane's music? Because Mark Agaripana is an absolute legend of electronic music. He has endless aliases. He 
has an infinite discography. His career is he's been going on since the 80s and this could be a very well fitting quiz to complete the entire discography of this artist and I think it's gonna be a difficult task because it is not clear how many tracks he actually made and it's pretty difficult to identify them all but um, on top of everything, even though he been known f mostly for his hardcore and gabber super hits, within this insane amount of music that he has been releasing since the 80s, behind all the PCP activity and all the other labels he's been associated, despite the gobber and hardcore dominance in all of that in all that fame um, I think he's been an incredibly versatile producer he made everything from breakbeats, acid, techno, hardcore and somehow always uh, managed to make this music kind of classy and clever if, if, if I can say it this way uh, he has his own sound He's been an absolute pioneer. Talking about Alice's. How, how about that? Ace the Space. DJ Puppy. DJ Full Nuts. DJ Booby. Dr. Atomic. Don DJ. Friends of Alex. <laughs> um, how about that? Sex Drive Entertainment. Mm. Or how about this vibrator? Whale committee, white breaks, wonder boy, barracuda, <laughs> Beethoven, <laughs> cyborg unknown. This is all his names, and there's like tons of other ridiculously good sounding Alice's. But the other thing that I have to mention about amazing awesome mark that even though everybody kind of know him mostly for hard-hitting gobber and hardcore music well rightfully so he made so many hits that you cannot imagine hardcore and gobber without but still i think he's been extremely versatile and he's been making much more uh, genre-wise than just Gabber and uh, hardcore. Made breakbeat, all sorts of techno, even some housier rhythms, more IDM sounding music. Yeah, he, he's incredible and I think he's a true legend and you cannot imagine electronic music, especially dance electronic music without Mark. Why do you love hardcore and gobber because it's fun it's awesome i just love it do we really need a reason to love gobber and hardcore i don't think so what was it like to remix mark well 
it's been an absolute honor to to be offered to take part in this remix project. I've been playing Mark's music for a very long time, and my first in encounter with his music was as I bought my first Mover record, and I've been playing it for a while, and then. Recently, maybe for the last three, four years, I've been dropping uh, more and more Gabor uh, music in my sets, which were predominantly techno and on a big <laughs> mainstream festivals. Sometimes people were not always ready for it at first, but then suddenly. I looked around and in some in a couple of years it kind of became absolutely normal and people now loving it and I just love bending those generous gender um, stereotypes like yeah you cannot play Gabba in a techno set or for, you cannot play trance in a techno set or things like that to me that all doesn't exist um, so for me it was a little like a punk rock element in the performance to drop here and there some great gobber or um, let's say its most intelligent um, examples and I think Mark is is perfect example for intelligent gobber <laughs> if those two terms are working together that's definitely about his music it's just an incredible minimalistic uh, electronic dance music beach hiker or apocalypse never by the way um, apocalypse never was the initial first track that mark uh, offered to me to remix and I have to be honest this is such a damn classic that it was very difficult to even dare to remix it so and beach hikers same since the time I re-released it on my label trip as a part of that uh, concept album, how I call it, Cupid Ain't Stupid, about two years ago, I was thinking, why nobody really made any good reworks of that track? And when Mark actually offered me to remix Calypse or Big Hiker, I kind of realized why, because it's just very difficult, it's almost impossible. And after a few tries and after 30, 40 different versions of Apocalypse Never, I kind of I decided to drop that idea and I took a different track. Then another challenge occurred. I just realized that I don't want to make um, another Gabber song. And even though I kind of made a few of them, even released a few of them, but this time I thought, hmm, I just played around with some, a few rhythms and in the end found this kind of weird mix of beats. And I, I liked it, so I decided to just go ahead with it and i'm not sure what kind of genre is that um but yeah it has a very weird it's kind of dubstepy techno cover whatever it is weird mix um, so that's it No women allowed. 
No, I wouldn't get into that room. I mean, no women allowed. <laughs> and with this music, no, no way I'm getting into that room. <laughs> Sperminator guy. <laughs> well, see, this is whenever I used to think about Gabba, that was the one song I used to think about. Sperminator with no women allowed. Um, and I've just, I've just been scary, reading yeah. some, some comments about this on Discogs, and people are saying, no, no. Um, they're, they're people saying it's really sexist. Other people are saying, no, it's, it's like they've got a sense of humour. They didn't mean it. Seriously. but this, So this is the interesting thing about the Gabba revival, yeah. right? Apparently, like, Gabba got a very bad reputation for um, bringing like, extreme right-wing uh, people yeah. to raves, for being sexist, for being very un-exclusionary. Um, and, you know, a track like that, literally called No Women Allowed, uh, doesn't exactly help. But apparently what are people a lot of saying about, about the kind of the Gabba revival is that, that no, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. That it is basically... Um, in fact, this Gabba Elegancia um, from from Italy and France is Gabba uh, Casual Gabbers. Uh, there was a really nice quote in the in the Guardian talk about the, um, they reapproach reappropriate the symbolism that was used with the far right, using it instead to symbolise love and tolerance, especially in regards to the LGBT plus community. Yeah, well, that's only possible now because I mean, you know, twenty years ago it was nothing about that. I mean, even here in Spain. The, you know, Gabber or Hardcore or Machina, as we used to call him here, got a name for this. You know, to, it, it was really related to um, skinheads or like extremists, right, far right wing skinheads. Uh, totally. I mean, you can get, you can do this now, like twenty years after, you can like re make a, like a rereading of it and it turn it into something that's nice. I mean, you just get into the aesthetics, I guess, right? Because you like the music, so you just get what you want. Aesthetics, like the looks, the outfits, and they just turn into some nice values. Which I think yeah. is lovely. Yeah. You know, making that kind of that kind of thing. And actually, Mar- Marco Calipani, he, he had problems. <clears throat> like, he did a gig uh, and people were see Kyling down the front and he said, uh, no, and he, yeah, I'm retiring. He, he retired, basically, for, <laughs> for six months or two years or something. He didn't play because well, he was like, no, Well, these things could happen not. now. It's like we get, we get some like old fans, old Gabber fans, which are like, like neo-Nazis and then mixed up with the, with the vegan guys <laughs> together and straight-edge kind of like people. That would be awful. <laughs> but okay, one Crash. of the points, so we were listening to No Women Allowed, and right, okay, it's a bit of a stupid song, a bit of a stupid title. We, we, we know that. But I want to like, think about it musically. Does it sound extreme to you? Does it sound fast? This one sounded a little more, yeah, I would say scary all the way. <laughs> scary? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's a, it has these minor tones. And one, one special thing about Gabber and all these, of course, all these um, you know, music that comes from techno or house even, is where they... Musically speaking, if you get like a chord and you play, then you know these um, kind of like stacked chords in in a keyboard where you can, for instance, you can like hook up three notes to, uh, together and play them in one single key. You get this modal kind of um, uh, chord sounding, um, you know, atmospheres where everything in the keyboard is like from like C, D, E, F, G, A, B, whatever, you go, you go across the scale and you're always playing the same chord but in a different note. So you get this, uh, they call it the modal sensation where there's no like major or minor tones. It's only like if you go minor only, it's going to be all minor tones. So that's the like all these special um, kind of like sounds that you get in, in, in hardcore stuff. You get like really, you can get really scary because you get really scared because it's all minor, for instance, or when the happy, you know, happy hardcore tunes, which is the other side to the to the hardcore um, 
stuff like Gabber, you get really like happy sounds because it's all, all these major, you know, major chords on a keyboard, like all together. And they, they are from different tones, but it all mixed up in a happy atmosphere. It's, it's kind of difficult to explain. I don't know if I explain myself, but um, if we may listen to, like whenever we listen to some examples, I may like be able to point that out. How hard is it Precisely. to make a kind of Gabber hardcore? How is it? How hard is it to make? I mean, it's it's, so, it sounds easy, but I'm sure it isn't. Because of this, it's really easy. For instance, if you like, it, if you, if you like, if you use some MIDI keyboard or like some MIDI arpeggiator or stuff like that, you got all these tools where you can actually like, uh, as I said, like, um, get like two or three notes together and make a chord, and then you can just switch from different modes, and you have you um, I mean, it's just, it's like this thing where you just press one note, and you get all these different flavors or colors to music so it's you don't really have to know have any notions on on you know harmony or melodies you just keep like pressing notes and you get like either happy or scary or sad sounds and it's kind of easy i think it's kind of easy well see this is one thing that, that this is one of the reasons i wanted to call this episode what does hard mean anyway because like in the electronic age right if you wanted to play a guitar really hard mm -hmm. Okay, you've got amplification, that kind of thing. But, like, you know, you'd actually have to play it hard without, like, some physical effort. But actually to make hard music now is easy. I mean, if you want to do a really, something really fast, you just up the BPM. Yeah. You know, you just literally click that button. If you want to have, like, loads and loads of, of bass drums, you just click that button. Hmm. So that's, like, what, like... How do you make something hard when it's that hard to do? How can you make something that's genuinely hard and scary and nasty? <laughs> well, you can... Um, as, um, as I was uh, saying... And another um, property of um, or feature of the hardcore music is that it doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be melodious, or it can respect some harmony, but it it shouldn't have. It shouldn't do um, be harmonious as well. You could just go a little bit um, on the atonal side of it and the noisy side of it. So if you just if I think it, there's been lo like lots of accidents in 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 hardcore music making. You know, throughout history, because if people doesn't know their way around on harmony, they just you know keep pressing the notes, and if they just come across something they like, but it, it might not be really musical to it. I mean, it might might really it could sound like a little odd, just if you press that like these two notes that are really different, and it could you could go kind of like in um you know off harmony side of the of the road. Can I play you another song? Yes. All right, this is, again, a classic, one of the, the classic Gabaracks from back in the day with Rotterdam Termination Source. Do you remember their song, Poing? No. It was a UK chart hit, and it was just basically a poinging sound and a kicking. and uh, That's very, it, you see, atonal stuff. It was a hell of atonal. We're not going to listen to that because I think it would drive me absolutely insane. Um, but I want to li listen back. This is called The Sonic Destroyer. See what you make of this. Mm -hmm.
that's the thing. That's the thing right here. You know, after all my rant, here we have a, like a good example of what I was talking about. You have this. Uh, can you raise it up for a minute? Yeah. The kick drum is in a totally different tone, you know, from what the what the keyboard is doing. And you have these uh, synthesizers that are made of, um, you know, these three notes uh, put together, like it could be like, I don't know, three notes. And they make this minor um, atmosphere to it, but it's all minor, so it doesn't really fit in a, in a you know, in a classic harmony, you know, scheme. It's really strange. But, do you, do but it you still works, huh? Oh no, it totally works. And do you think that that's because? Uh, do you think you understand this, right? You understand yeah. why it works. I'm trying to put in words. No, it makes something a lot, that's makes kind a lot of difficult sense. and might might get a little. Do you, you know, think most tangled. most producers understand that, or do you think most producers go in there and like go right? That sounds really good. And I just mean, bank a key. That I think what the electronic music it's it's you know it's all about this. It's not, it's not really worrying about what are you doing. It's just it, that it it sounds right or not. So that's the. That's a good thing of it, right? Just have a keyboard and have a, like an instrument in front of you and just hitting the notes and having some fun. So why not? And especially in this type of music, you can you have the freedom to do it because you know, people's really going crazy and whatever, you know, it's on, right? So it's just going wild and loud and fast and strong. Talking fast, like I remember um, apparently when house music first came in, I, I don't actually remember this, but like people used to say that it sounded so fast. You listen back to those records now and they're like 110 yeah. BPM, which is insane how fast things have gone in the last sort of, you know, 30 years. Do you have a favorite BPM? My favorite, uh, around maybe 130 for, for like kind of like speedy, speedy things. I would say like 130. It's still still slow but it's still it's way faster than the usual you know house things yeah and when you were doing your uh, gabba project how did you go it was 154 or around 159 sometimes because it, it was it was mixing with footwork so you know footwork is around 160 so it had to be there now i was i would consider i was playing like slow footwork because when it was around the 150 mark it you know it was supposed to be some f slow footwork then slower than usual footwork because pop music as a whole is getting faster somebody actually yeah. studied this um hubert leve govin who's a faster and simpler huh? yeah faster simpler and with shorter yeah. intros yeah and he basically he um analyzed the year-end top 10 uh, on the u.s billboard chart between eight, 1986 and 2015 every year and his conclusion is well, as i say intros are getting shorter and music as a whole is getting faster do you think this is ever going to stop or do you think music is just to always get faster well there might be a limit to it because i mean if the if the if the vocals you know kick in at second three or four what else do you have you can just start right away singing right away like hey and then the beat comes after that but i'm thinking about bpms are they ever oh, going to go down i mean uh they're sure there's going to be a limit i mean otherwise we're going to go all crazy we're talking, we? talking of going all crazy. I th I'm sure we uh, sure we talked about this at some other point. But Do I you think, know? yeah, maybe, uh, sorry, maybe like Dembow and reggaeton is like slowing things down now. That's true. They're quite, they're quite slow. 110 or something like that, are they roughly? Yeah, and they can just sing like half tempo so you can even go slower. I mean, there's like these two different tendencies to it in, in, in nowadays music, aren't they? Yeah. This, uh, one, I mean, one thing that I've found, which I think we talked about before, is extra tone. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you a fan of extra tone? Not really. That's some cutting edge, uh, you know, arty kind of music to me. It's more of a conceptual thing, right? Well, it exists. I it mean, I don't, no, I don't. In terms of like thinking, you know, conceiving a music that you know nobody's gonna be really listening to as a listening pleasure, just you know, for the sake of you know creating such a thing, right? That's what it's to me. I, well, I mean, it's very hard to say because, you know, it's hard to say that people don't enjoy it because, I mean, I can't say I necessarily listen to it for fun, but I was fascinated to listen. Extra Tone is, is basically um, a kind of a genre of music that operates at a tempo of 1,000 beats per minute uh, and can sometimes hit the startling realms of 10,000 uh, beats per minute. Whatever, that, there yeah. was a Bandcamp feature on it, which I thought was... just figures. <laughs> well, what they say, very interestingly, is when you get up to that kind of fast with the kick drums... Uh, he says, it's not about pounding kicks, but beats so fast they've morphed into a tonal beast. They've mutated into a whole different animal. Um, yeah. This is London-based artist and Slime City label owner who's identified himself as Rick. Let's give it a go and then we make a man, right? Okay, this is this is, this is is Rick uh, under his scat injector. Uh, I know, I know. Um, let's hope he's talking about people singing jazz. Um, pseudonym. This is Scat Injector with Mescaline Massacre. Yeah, something's wrong in our computer, right? <laughs> Some jittery stuff. tone, scat injector, mescaline massacre. I mean, I'm really glad that exists. I think that's brilliant yeah. that somebody went went there, frankly. I mean, well, it's such an alternative um, kind of like scene because in, in also with this, um, you know, musical manifestation, there's always this special um, naming to it and special artwork, like it's really defining where they are, right? They're right in their own planet, you know they're you know far left and to the back of you know the music universe <laughs> <laughs> down the dusty then, closet kind of kick yeah, to that, I guess so. the it's like when you open that you know the creatures monster closet like they're in there okay you're in here bye <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our thing <laughs> see yeah. if you like it or not um do you see this funny thing about that is that that's actually mostly music if you listen to it louder it sounds better but like i if we listen to things quite loud in the studio and that was pretty Disturbing. unbearable like, yeah. yeah yeah like if you put it on on like shitty headphones it's kind of right you can kind of get oh yeah I can see that kind of tonal thing but if you put it on that loud it's like what yeah I mean I don't know yeah if there are cats and dogs around they might run away <laughs> but do you know do you know who did this first well I Ooh. think so anyway Moby oh yeah do you remember this tune I kind of remember like like listening to some Moby like really hardcore Moby stuff and I think it's because he has this also this like hardcore um you know analog rock um past doesn't he he used to play in a, like a hardcore band i think so that's why he and he's a vegan as well so he has this kind of like straight edge approach to to music like in a hardcore way i mean hardcore is just everywhere so i think when you have you know when you have duck into the hardcore thing it it comes out somehow in in, in any of your you know outputs throughout life so Moby's one of these guys. Well, he did a song back in 1993 called Thousand. 
a while ago. Um, and uh, it was listed in the Guinness Book of Records for having the <laughs> fastest tempo in beats per minute of any released single, peaking at approximately uh, 1,015. And I was once at a club when, uh, when someone played this. It can be possible. It can 1, be 1,015, 1,500 BPMs? No, 1,015. Oh, 1,015. <laughs> Only okay. 1,015. Are you disappointed? That's, that's a lot, too. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And he built up to... I, m- I remember hearing this in a club. I like The DJ brought it in. I was like, he's not going to, is he? And it turned out he, he was going to. Yeah, he he played this. But um, Yeah, yeah. But funny thing is when you go that high in, in, in BPMs, you know, also like musically, you could just, you know, if you divide the tempo by two, you can go like half tempo to this. It could be really, you know, interesting because, you know, I mean... You know, kick drum could be seen as a la, as a as a sixteenth note of the song. You know, if you just if you just EQ it and like cut the lows, it could be like sort of some sort of like a like some trappy hi hat thing also. So it's like it's a, it could be a resource for remixers or just get anything that's like super high tempo and transform it into something more listenable. More listenable? What are you talking about? More listenable. All right, let's hear it. This is Moby with Thousand. We'll we'll have some of it until it goes very fast. That's another scary tune. It's scary. Yeah, it's like you know this minor chord atmosphere, really like creepy sounding thing. But then you have this house 
vocal sample is really nice. I think that's a really well done song. Yeah, of course it is, it is. So it's well done. One of the scary. interesting <laughs> things, like this Acardipane album that, that's coming out. Sorry, mm-hmm. he's got he's got Italian Acardi, family. It's weird because, like, you know, he's, he's German with Italian family, so, like, it doesn't sound kind of right to say that. Anyway, but one of the interesting things on this album is how do you remix Gabba, right? If that sounded really, really extreme back in the day. Actually, he says he's hardcore, but he was really influential on Gabba, so we're right. Um, he, like, it sounded really, really extreme back in the day. So how, what do you do with it? Like, I would, do you make it more extreme? What would you do? I would go, uh, as I was saying, I would go for the half tempo. I mean, I would just, you know, subdivide it and treat every uh, single kick sound, like every fourth note, treat it as a 16th note. So I would have, like, kind of like this trappy approach to it. Like, anything that's, like, like this fast, I go, like, I would, like, subdivide it. So you'd have the bass drum as, like, a sort of... Uh, yeah, like I would just EQ like the that. lows out totally and kind of like make it into into some sort of like atmosphere, a gabber atmosphere that you know turns into a like uh, in a in a you know beat song, some some kind. Yeah, I think so, like Low some of the remixes thing. on the album do really well. Some of them, I get the impression they're not kind of they don't quite know where to go with it. If you see what I mean. Um, you know, as you say, if you go all the all the all the way into hardcore, it doesn't get any hard harder than that. So if you if you try to remix hardcore, you know what's harder than hardcore? Nothing. So what what else can you do? You just have to. To me, I would just change the approach and you know trying to give something else, something different. Well, you know, a- from you know sampling that. Because here's another thing, right? How you can get as distorted as you like and I don't think you can make a sound that is more unpleasant than like a child crying when they want ice oh, cream that is like the go, absolute limits of un- uh, yeah. you, you know don't you know what I'm talking way. about don't no, you don't go that way <laughs> you know yeah. so it's, it's kind of it's, it's weird like even you know even Moby you can you can go a thousand BPM and you can do as dark and hard as distorted but like you know you get a kid who wants an ice cream and is tired at the end of the day and like oh my god the noise that's thing. really that's the hardcore that's that's a hardcore thing <laughs> that's maybe we should invent that maybe we should just like <laughs> no, get, get our children to cry and stick over to distorted no, things <laughs> Who you, would you think would want to listen to Extra Time? But it's there. Oh yeah, man. But yeah, but I think, of course, I'm. You know, I keep saying that, but I think there's like some sort of an oral, spiritual, you know, thing to it because, you know, at the end of the day, who's ever listening to this crazy stuff should, of course, have some sort of like, you know, religious um, approach to it. Don't you think? I think so. Religious approach, as in like I mean, spiritual, like spiritual, like this is like super hard, but in the end, it's something that kind of is giving me some kind of like peace of mind. I don't know, or just a crazy state of mind. But you know, these extremes touch each other, don't they? Well, like, the extreme of like like quietness and loudness, yeah, totally peacefulness and 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 you know wildness. Don't they? You know, transic states aren't they that? Like when you're in a trance. Isn't that what the extra tone people are getting at? That, that you know they go into like this tonal, this tonal thing. That that it's like... drone actually. It's exactly. kind of like dronal yeah. experience. So drone is is relaxation to me. Drone is chilling. Drone you... is you know peace. 
Are you one of these people that likes to sleep with like the, the hoover no. on? <laughs> no, I can see you don't have to. I like to sleep in silence. Maybe the clock ticking is like, yeah. Oh, I hate a clock ticking. That's the worst well, maybe thing. One so day. annoying. All right, we're going to play a very quick, uh, only an excerpt because it's not actually being properly released yet, but this is from the Mark Akadipani album. This is Marshall Masters' Stereo Murder, the Perk Remix. Go. I'm feeling numb. You're well. in ecstasy. <laughs> David, who does uh, the sound, is very much not. He says he's getting a little bit saturated. He was up for it at the start, and now he's... Had... But this is the point, okay? That's the perk remix of Stereo Murderer, and he's just had to go so incredibly hard, you know? He's had to, like, go, okay, I'm going to go even harder. I think he's basically doubled up the snare drum, what we, what we had before. My point is, right, it's just a line of dots on a screen, isn't it? You know, you could just take out one of those dots. It, it, it's you weird. You could just paint it with a yeah, with a mouse, like paint it on, on the on the grid. You know, sequence grid, like just paint it all the sound. You don't have to even listen to it. Just make a Tetris on the sequencer. You got it. So we we got so into hardcore that um, we're going to be doing a part two. Yes. And in that part two, we're going to be talking about. Spanish stuff because we haven't even got into Bacalao we haven't got There's into many many things Macanet. to listen to yeah give us a quick introduction pal tell us about what happened with this in Spain well in Spain there was this big thing called uh, Bacalao or in, in it has this other name was Machina which was basically all the yeah all the gabber and, and happy hardcore um, music that was coming from the you know, the Dutch countries and ha- was having you know his translation here w- in, into something called cantaditas with cantaditas where like <laughs> it's like the i mean it's really difficult to translate it was like the the song the song songs like the song the songs where like someone singing that's like the really bad translation because it's really you know this this word spanish word to define it which is cantaditas which means any you know happy hardcore with vocals on it and especially those with, um, you know, pitched up uh, vocals, like sound like the Smurfs, you know, <laughs> it's kind of high pitchy stuff. Those are like the, you know, the, the, the best hits here in, in, in Spain with, with Machina music. And it was big, wasn't it? It was so huge, you know, like it was a whole generation. It, you know, it even costed a whole generation of, you know, people getting into, you know, hard drugs and, and dying in the way. What? So I mean, of course, I mean, like hard drugs and, you know, all kinds of, you know, accidents and, and sudden deaths and car accidents. And yeah, there's a like, there's a big history of, of that here. Because they talk about La Ruta, right? It's La Ruta. It's like all these, you know, clubs, discotheques, um, you know, um, out of the, you know, in the surroundings of the of, of towns where you had to drive to them, you know, in these, in these drives where like, awful sometimes because you know you had to go from one place to the other and it was you know the sun was coming up again people wouldn't get no sleep people were just totally into anything and they were less you know one day after the other 
that was the main thing. So we'll get into part two. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have part two of this, but we're gonna close today. You've brought along a song by one of my very favourite um, Spanish Catalan uh, producers, ETM. <laughs> yeah, man, that's 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 a nice guy. I mean, he's kind of like rereading the um, the hardcore and the Gabber music in 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 his own way, and he's mixing it with. Um, more contemporary, urban, you know, auto-tune, even Latino or like reggaeton-influenced um, sounds. And this is his latest EP in, I think it's Low-Key Moves, the label. And the track is from 2019. It's called Enloquecer, Enloquecer, uh, you know, go crazy. And I, I brought it in because it has this, what I've been trying to say, you know, throughout the show, which where he um, kind of like, treats the 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 subdivided fast tempo uh into something else which is um this uh, more free um and loose feeling in, in in latin music or reggaeton and so he can make use of the little subdivided hi-hats and stuff but still when you listen to it you have this feeling of like something really fast is going on but there's no there's no kick drum actually like on the on the fourth note it's the kick drum is like on the you know, it's spaced out as uh, would Dembao be, but then you have all these subdivided thing. That's why I brought it in. This is ETM and Loka Third to finish it off today, guys. And we'll see you for part two in a month. Yeah. Keep it hardcore. Yeah.